Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Margaret Eri Fiend coming out, you stick on stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fina Top End of Stevenson. Monkey Talk Man's gonna take the bump for it, she's gonna bump for it. I'ma take the bump for you. I'ma take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It's Rab Florence here, and I am joined today in the studio by producer John. Producer John is here. You'll know him from the, well, you'll know him for us, for us Game of Abuse on this show. But you'll also know him for the, the Marks podcast as well. Very intelligent man. I know we gave him a lot of abuse, but he's a very smart man. Very intelligent, very smart man. John, why is Grado no here today? Um, he said he was, he's doing that wrestler thing of just like faking injuries um, because he's, he's, he's nowhere to be seen. So, um, well, wait, he might run in, but he might run in at some point. Grado, Grado is ducking me. He's, du- he's duck. You know how sometimes when, when the, the challenge is getting too hit, you, you duck the fight, you're ducking the fight. He's ducking it. He's ducking me. Don't duck me. Don't duck me. Don't duck me. He's, get, he's got a lot going on, I guess. He's got a radio show. He's got a lot going on. There's a, pande- there's a pandemic going on. Go- what is it going on? <laughs> That's a good he's point. Getting- Listen, I'm here for the fans, mate. I'm here I'm, for the fans. Might be great. We appreciate I'm it. sure he'll turn up. Um, what have you been? How have you been enjoying this? Uh, this shutdown, John. Have you been enjoying it? Not particularly, Robert. Not particularly. Um, I've been watching a lot of wrestling, though. So that's that's been good. Yeah, I've I've, I've went back to kind of you know watching some of the old uh, attitude era raw stuff. That's why I've got an ode to that. I've got the Mean Street Posse in my background today. A very underrated, a very underrated faction in my, in, in my books. Pete Gas, right? Rodney, right? Go for the member. He was the worker. Uh, the worker. He was the worker. Joey Legend. Oh, Joey Abs. No. Joey Abs. Joey Abs. Oh man, Joey Legend. Almost no, there. no, 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 that. Yeah, nearly. And, no, Joey Abs. They were actually all Shane's childhood pals. This was a genuine. I, I, they that's were true. actually genuinely his pals. Anyway, that's true. Here's a question for you. Here's a right. question for you, John. Who, if you. Well, Shane McMahon, right? If you if you were in that position, and your dad says to you, "Listen, I want you to get three of your childhood pals together oh, right, 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 for right. a faction Aye. in the wrestling," do you have three pals that you would have been able to call up who would have been able to day? The main street boss did. I well, I played rugby a wee bit, and like, well, I would certainly. Oh, I would, here we go. Here we go. I would, I would call up Stephen Jap. Right, because we used to have a wee back room, a back you know, a back garden ring set up in the garden. Uh-huh. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm going to put in Paul Hack as well into that. He's uh, now a doctor. Paul Hack? He's got to get, listen, he's now, uh, listen to this for a wrestler's name. He's now a doctor. He's called Dr. Hack. 
That's fucking it's brilliant, man. That's so, Dr. Hack. It's brilliant. So Dr. Hack and Stephen Jap or Mermaid Street or in a perfect drive posse as as I'm with you. Who, who's in yours? And they, they were all shite bags. I was right, at school right. and I could and we did a wee bit of Backyarding as well back in the day and I, I beat them all, man. I beat what? them all. We used to date Backyarding, run um run the tenements, run the back of uh, my sister's house. We did a fair amount of that. Um and we used to do a wee bit of it in my garden as well. Uh, but they were all they were all shite. They were all none of them could none of them could hang with me, mate. You know what I mean? I fly solo. I don't have a mean street. I don't need one. I never needed a mean right, street boss, mate. Did I you was, have a finisher, Rob? Of interest. Did you have a finisher? What was your finisher? I did my wrestler name actually? I can't believe I've never spoken about this on the show. No, no. My wrestler name when I was uh, a wee guy was the Shadow Master. The Shadow Master. Mm-hmm. What was your gimmick? Um, basically, I was I was for the dark side. Right, right. Build as build from the dark side. I'm hoping from the dark right. side, hailing right. from the dark side. Right. Okay. The Shadow Master, um, and my finishing move was a, a move called the Total Eclipse. And how did that? Work all out? my mates, all my mates were scared to take. They were scared <laughs> to take the finisher. And basically, what you do is you'd bend the guy you are in front of you, right, and then you'd pull his arms between through his legs, and then you pull the arms towards you, so his head goes bang into the ground. No. <laughs> The reason why everybody was fair to take it was because your head just had to hit the ground. <laughs> your head, there's no way your head just had to hit the ground. You know what I mean? Then we right. walked out a way of doing the total flips where it was maybe a kind of flip where you could actually roll on your head, but it still looked pretty good. Anyway, that was my. Let's move on to the the correspondence for the <laughs> listeners. Nobody wants to hear about my childhood, uh, my childhood wrestling career. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, Stephen McCabe has got back in touch with the wrestlers in strange places chat. As he reports, when King Booker. Was the champ? He and his wife done a signing in the spa at View Park. Can now, that possibly be true? I I don't know if this is this is he got. In, why would uh, Booker T at the time as world champ appear at the spa at View Park? Hold I'm on, just John. Have to Hold Google on. This. You're saying why would he at the time when he was a champ? Forget about that. Why would Booker T at any point in his career be doing a signing in the spa? You know what? I've not. I, I've not fact-checked this. I really should have fact-checked this before I you put this on the paper. You need to fact-check that one. We need... Does anybody else know anything? Please get in touch if you know anything about this. King Booker signing. Although, here's the weird thing. See Stephen McCabe saying his wife was there as well, Dana signing. That makes it feel more real to me. That makes it seem more real. Please get in touch if this is true because we need to verify it. You, that you, would sus- you would suspect... I've just Googled it there. Sparview Park Booker T. You would suspect that something would have popped up with that, but I'm not seeing anything... Mm-hmm. Um, well, some moment. of these things get lost to time Pablo has got his young son Ben who's three years old to date a wrestler's catchphrase so listen to this folks you need to hear this here we go can you smell what the rock is cooking can you smell what the rock is cooking I like it <laughs> after Drew doing a challenge to Chris Sutton uh, we were looking for ideas of footballers who would make good wrestlers Oh God, you just love these things, didn't you, John? Oh, I love, you, listen, you love I, kind of stuff. I come from commercial radio, Rab. This is it. my bread and butter. My bread and butter is this kind of shit. He loves it. Kev Star says uh, Bobo Baldy would make a good Well, of course. Of Aye. course, he's got his enchant and everything, isn't he? He's got his chant. Um, William Taggart, Reno Gattuso. Nah. ICW's Chris Toll, presenter of the Big Brother podcast, Football Daft, says Baldy. Keen, Mialbe, Gravson, and Foster, the five Tims of the Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, as, as Chris Toll's always representing for Selig. Everybody's forgetting about Terry Hurlock. 
at Rangers. We might need them a wee bit older than the rest of you, big Terry Hurlock. We'd have done a good turn in the British wrestling as well, a heel back in the day. Well done in balancing that up, Rabbi. And Grado's absence. You're welcome, mate. I'm welcome. I'm even happy to please the Rangers fans out there for the sake of the show. Uh, we continue to look for wrestlers doing strange things while in self-isolation. This week, Will Osprey has recreated an old Shawn Michaels picture as he is naked on a bed with a Rev Pro belt. Oh, I've got to Google that. Quick. Let's see that. <laughs> no any fucking rush to see that, let me tell you. What would Vader have made of that? Huh? What would Vader have fucking made of that? I would have been happy with that, buddy. Davy Boy Smith Jr. is becoming a dab hand at making sushi. Oh, well done, Davy. It's good to have a hobby. Drake Maverick, a.k.a. Spud, keeps filming himself standing in front of the telly while films like the kid Jaws and Wayne's World play in the background. Well, that's a, you know... He, he's got a good taste in films, this guy. You need to check it out. You appreciate it. How, where will I see it? Where do we see this, by the way? Drake it's, Maverick. It's, 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 on his, it's on his Twitter. It's all about his reactions. He's just standing in front of the ah. telly as, as uh, things happen behind him. It was brilliant. You'll appreciate it. I will check that out. Funny guy. Funny guy. He's a guy who's had some of the funniest wrestling uh, stories and gimmicks I think there's ever been. I think he's brilliant. And... Uh, Davy Blaze, we're still watching him, and of course we're going to be talking to Davy later on the show. Uh, this week he's been quiet on TikTok, but he has taken new up the Garage's Facebook this Sunday. That's the Garage Nightclub in Glasgow to do a live Facebook video of Davy's Kitchen Nightmares. He's in the cookery show. Davy Blaze is after he's not man. I love him. We will need to ask him about that later. He's, he's our guest in this week's show, so we'll have a chat to him about all that stuff. And if you spot any wrestlers with weird behaviour during self-isolation, I'll just want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling-related stuff, or just chat to us, please. We're just lonely. We're stuck in the house. We're lonely. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Or email us at WrestlingDaft at gmail.com. Every week, we like to separate the good for the bad, the coronavirus for the corona beer. <laughs> Love that one, love that one, love that one, keep them coming, keep them coming, (laughs) love it, as we bury and put over stuff for the world of pro wrestling. Now, John, since you are filling in this week for Grado, I think it's your turn to tell us what you're going to be burying and what you're going to be putting over. Have you have you ever done this? You don't do this in the Marks podcast, is? Oh, we, we 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 go through all the shows and we bury. And I know you over. talk about everything. I know you talk about everything, yeah, but you yeah, don't yeah. do specifically this. No. So what you want to bury and what you want to put over this week? John? Right. Well, let's start off with the. Uh, I'm going to go for for NXT stuff because I enjoyed that show and I watched that this week. So I'm going to bury. It's the only show you watched. That's what it means. Uh, it's pretty it's much only watched the NXT show. That's what that means. It pretty much is. What don't that fucking Paul Wuru, but you don't, you don't play eight tricks with me, John. I'm I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an old master at eight tricks, right? Okay, uh, so let's focus on no old day. See this week, let's focus on NXT, John. Right, right. Thanks. thanks. I don't know if you saw the NXT show. Oh, did you see I, the NXT show? I did. I caught that one, Rab. I caught that. Right. One. Let's. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, let's focus on that. Okay. So there's. I'm going to go to the the kind of thing that everyone's been talking about from that show was the Gargano Champa. Um, the kind of cinematic match, which was the third cinematic match that WWE had done that week. Now it's it's really split this the internet. This one, people are loving it. People are hating it. Have you seen it yet, Rob? I have not. I didn't have, even have any idea they did a match like that. They did it. Was uh, Triple H had said we're going to find an empty building and we're going to put a ring on it, and then when I leave, you guys go on it, and that's the end of the situation. You know, kind of thing. So it was all very dramatic. So they got this ring in the middle of this building 
it says empty building, but there was, of course, tables lying around there, garbage cans, uh, chairs, and all right, sorts right, of right. We- weaponry. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to put over the match as a whole because it's really people are people have been hating it online, but I really enjoyed it. It's just a shame it was the with it, you know, to bring a conclusion to that whole Champa Gargano, you know, series of matches. That this was the last one. Uh, without the crowd being there, but I thought it was—I thought it was really good. There's the specs you can yeah. pick up on it in terms of the production and stuff, but it was—it was. But really it, is, good. it is time for them to move on, anyway, isn't it? Aye, I'd like—I keep going on about. It. I'd like to see it finishing in a hell in a cell between the two of them, but I need to watch that. I mean, I'm just looking at we clips it here on YouTube, and it's and it it's looking interesting. Um, I I, I looks like I looks like I would like that. So what, what are you burying then, mate? What am I burying this week? Uh, I'm going to have to bury. Right, let me just have a look here back at. My You're too nice a guy to bury things, man. I know. You're struggling you know with what? burying, isn't you? I, I, I actually have to bury it, and a lot of people have, um, have agreed with it. I think the WWE uh, being classed as an essential business in these times, <laughs> I don't think. You know, there's reports today about Linda McMahon handing 18.5 million pounds. <laughs> dollars over to Florida and all this sort of stuff. I don't think in these times, you know, I love wrestling, but with all this going on in the world, you know, this kind of wrestling is essential business. I don't think it's, nah. It, mate, it just doesn't sit well with me. Maybe we're going to have a fucking podcast. Fuck so it's yeah, essential. Shite eyes. It's yeah, fucking forget essential what I just said. It's essential as Roberto. We can that, right? Delete that, that. Cut that out of the do show. That. Do that. No, the punters have been spe- the punters have been speaking. I'm not going to. You know what? I'm going to focus on nothing this this week. I've decided it's time to focus on. Here's what I'm going <clears> to <throat> bury and what I'm going to put over. I'm going to put over Chris Jericho this week, who's been who's been taking that. He's you know he's still been doing his work. He's AEW. He's still been doing brilliant work. Actually, brilliant work on commentary. Uh, I loved his promo on that drone a, f- a few weeks ago. Um, and but he's also on Instagram on social media being very positive in terms of um, you know putting kind of supportive messages out to the audience about getting through the pandemic and stuff like that. I think he's been he's been uh, navigating the pandemic in a very classy way, uh, which doesn't surprise me. Barry, I'm not going to bury anybody. I'm just feeling too it's too emotional a time to bury people for me. Uh, Liam, oh, and I haven't watched yet uh, the Steve Austin Broken Skull session with Ric Flair. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. I've not watched it yet, so I imagine that's going to be great. I'm going to sit and watch that this weekend. Uh, Liam Wiseman got in touch, however. He's got to put our Steve Austin, the Broken Skull Sessions, a quality watch in the bath, beefing a tab. Right, what the fuck does that mean? What does beefing a tab mean? What does in the bath beefing a tab mean? I think that means he's in the bath having a smoke, is it not? I don't know. I've never heard the term beefing to, for a smoke. Beefing but a tab? Liam Wiseman. It's either like having a wank. In the two. bath... Beefing a tab. What the? I mean, what is going on in people's heads? What's going on in people's mouths? <laughs> He's going to bury Rollins. He hopes Drew squashes him soon. He sounds like a flu in the summer and he shows people <laughs> very peasy. <laughs> what the hell, man? Liam <laughs> not. We need to get Liam on this show. We need to, Liam's a listener of the week. <laughs> beefing a tab. Right. That much. <laughs> right. I'm getting at the new. Nobody's going to beat, nobody's going to beat this, this input for Liam Wiseman here. Calzo, Calzo wants to bury Meltzer all day, every day, just for being a wee fanny. Ach, man, I, I stopped listening to Meltzer fucking 10 years ago. 
know what I mean? He wants to put over the XFL for being another waste of time and money that we all knew it would be. However, no, hold on here. I don't think that's fair because obviously the XFL is another story. It went bankrupt, basically. Um, but was it no doing well before this all happened? Were people, you were getting a lot of football fans saying, hold on, this is, they've yeah. some good ideas here. They seem, they seem to have had it right this time as opposed to the absolute disaster it was last time. I don't know if you've ever heard the, the Bruce Pritchard episode about the XFL, but it's sounding like an absolute fuck coster or coster fuck, whatever way you want to put it around. But it seemed to, it's, from what I heard and what I read, it seemed to be doing really well this time. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Cemetery Girl 13 wants to bury anybody that compares Lawler's comment to the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era had its place in time and now it's over. People need to move on to, right? That's the and what we've just talked about the ramen noodle moonsault situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was a really. I mean, Lawler, he's over in his seventies now. For fuck knows why he was anywhere near. He should be self isolating that boy. Um, but Aye, too uh, right. Time moves on, and it's like I said about Cornette in the past. Eventually, these guys need to get put to pasture. I know it's like, it doesn't feel like the right thing to say because people have these storied careers and, all, and they're, they're legends and stuff like that, but some some people just only a fit for the time they're in, and maybe it is time that the Jerry Lawler kind of just, you know, doesn't he disappear for the scene, but took Mary a back seat and, and enjoy looking back on his legacy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, um, aye. So Cemetery Girl 13 also wants to put over herself for cancelling the WWE Network. A bold move. It's a bold move at this time to cancel the WWE Network. And she wants to bury the comments that Ronda Rousey made John Stevo's podcast. No place for it. The comments being about it being fake fighting and all that kind of stuff and the fans that only appreciating and all that. Now, Ronda Rousey is... She was brilliant. She came in and she was brilliant. And the fans didn't appreciate her, I don't think. She came in and she was brilliant. She was absolutely brilliant in the ring. Her matches were great. Uh, but I don't buy any of this. And I know she's saying, I'm, you know, I'm shooting for it happen. I'm just saying what it is. I'm not working anybody or anything like that. If, if Rosie ever does come back, she's going to come back as a heel. She's going to come in uh, as a monster heel and stuff like that. And this is good honor, man, for hitting out with this pattern. And also, there is, I mean, it is, it is fake fighting. It is fake fighting. <laughs> it's so... It's skillful. It's an art form. Uh, it's a million times for me better than MMA. I would no, I, I'm never going to sit and watch fucking MMA, but I, you know, I'm always going to watch wrestling. I love wrestling, but but a real fighter like Ronda Rousey calling it fake fighting. How anybody can be offended by that, I just don't understand. I don't understand it. I mean, reading between, reading between the lines on it, I think it's a work because the WWE have kind of pounced upon this and they've done, they've, I've seen that it's been on that shitey program, the bump and stuff, they've been talking about it and CM Punk was picking it up and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's, it sounds like a work to me and I wouldn't be surprised if Rousey turns up, costs Becky the title and then Shayna Baszler gets the title and then they go on a rampage and it'll end up in Survivor Series with the four horsewomen and the... Uh, MMA versus the four horsewomen in the WWE. That's what I reckon. Even even if it is near work, it's absolutely what uh, you know what uh, MMA fighter should be saying about right. wrestling for the outside. Here's for anybody that's listening. Here's what she's actually I'm instead spending my time and my energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate. It. I was just like fuck these fans, dude. My 
family loves me, they appreciate me, I want all my energy to go. Fine. That's totally fine. And, and how, why Roman Reigns doesn't he think that? I don't understand. Why points in his career where he was like, you know, fuck these fucking idiots, man, booing me. You know what I mean? Or, or, or people who would chant, you can't wrestle at John Cena. The, the, the fucking outrage. The outrage of wrestling fans who profess to be, um, to be admirers of the art form wrestling fans who claim to be knowledgeable about the history of wrestling, having the fucking cheek to chant, you can't wrestle at John Cena. It was, it's a fucking disgrace. And so seeing wrestlers saying, fuck these fans, I'm always fine with it. I'm always fine with it because there is a large proportion of fans who don't even realize that they're getting worked when they're getting whopped and they fucking work themselves into a shoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chris Grant. Uh, Chris Grant wants to bury uh, Seth Rollins being in the title picture again. Can't take any merit. I mean, he's shit promos and his promo voice. I'm enjoying Seth Rollins and me personally. Yeah. And wants to put over Andrade and Angel Garza. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, Scott McKenzie, bury the King's casual racism on Raw and put all the decision to feud Drew and Seth, which looks like a good first one for Drew as champ. Absolutely. I mean, you can't have any complaints, I think, as a big, high-profile first uh, kind of rivalry, you know what I mean? Sean Cooper wants to bury WWE for going back to live shows. Lump in USA Network and Fox for no pulling the plug. And whoever the governor was that deemed them an essential business, fucking lunatics a lot. <laughs> and he wants to put over the High Spots Network for giving me plenty of alternatives to watch. We uh, yeah, Scott wants to bury the full WWE, sadly, due to them putting lives at risk and doing live shows. Sadly, no wrestlers have the buzz to protest. Although, um, Big, what's his name? Um, Ryback himself on his Twitter account was having a wee go to WWE saying, you know, and saying to the wrestlers, just fucking don't turn up. Don't do it. Everybody was like, it's easy for you to say, mate, sitting in the house. Um, <laughs> It's a very difficult situation. It's a very difficult situation. People want to work as well. I'm sure there's plenty of them that want to go out and do their business. And very tricky. It's very tricky. It's very hard to criticise people at I mean, these moments. It's really, it's really interesting here. And obviously, I mean, they had to, they had where the plans were to obviously record the the for the next five weeks, and then that mm. was meant to happen on Friday with SmackDown, and then the basically Vince has come in and pulled the pre-record and went live. Now. It's, there's all sorts of rumours circulating about contracts and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, you've got to put the wrestlers' health at first in these times, you know. And I know we wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't speak about it. But it's like, you know, for example, Roman Reigns, who's had leukemia, that decision, he had to make the decision for himself and not the WWE making it for him. You know, it, there has to be a point where they have to go around and go, I mean, AEW have recorded five or six weeks worth, so they should be all right. But... You look at WWE and go, come on, it's it's not worth someone's life here, you know. But but, all right, I'm going to see it. There is no wrestling promotion that puts the health and safety of the performers first. There is no wrestling promotion that exists, as far as I know, that puts the health and safety of the performers first. Every wrestling promotion is built upon saying to guys, are you ready? Can you go? Can you wrestle? And wrestlers being like, I, I can go, and that's good enough for them, and they get sent out. It's why you've always had wrestlers dying young. It's why you've got wrestlers working the scene just now who have personal issues that are difficult to deal with and stuff like that because it's just this constant treadmill of 
working, 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 working to serve the promotion. Uh, everything has to keep going. The live shows need to keep continuing, all that kind of stuff. That is what the wrestling industry is built upon. The wrestling industry isn't built upon, are you all right? Are you all right physically? Are you all right mentally? It's never been built on that. True. To get AEW, AEW when they when they launched, to be fair to them, they you know they were making a lot of noises about you know trying to move things more in that direction, you know. But even they are still, you can see with this, the fact they're still continuing. You're saying, well, that's no really ideal, is it? Really, you would have imagined if I was going to predict, I would have imagined AEW would have went, we're going to shut down, yeah. and we're going to send all our workers home to their families, and we're going to go again when the time is right. But yeah. You know, it's the wrestling business, and the wrestling business has never put the, the the welfare of their workers first. And I'm including everybody in this. You know, what I mean, and obviously, you know, I know people who run promotions, and they're all good people and stuff like that. But it's just the fact. It's the fact of the business is that um, if that was a priority, I don't know if there would be a wrestling business. I don't know if there could be a wrestling business if the priority was the safety the people performing in that ring or the priority was the welfare and the health of the people. I mean, how, how the hell would you, how, would the, how the hell would that be, be a wrestling business that we recognize, you know? Ideally, it would be unionized. Ideally, it would be, it would be unionized and there would be some kind of representatives for wrestlers that, you know, could, could step in and could mediate and all that kind of stuff. But it just isn't that kind of business, you know what I mean? It's still at its heart a kind of calmly world you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we're just seeing that, and this is us seeing the sharp edge of here when something like ha- like this happens. People are going, how can they still be continuing? And you're like, well, because that's the whole fucking mentality of the business. That is the mentality. And everybody's saying Vince McMahon's happy. He's not. But he's, he's no, really. There's so many of these promotions that if they could get away with it, they would continue running. The difference is he can get away with it. Are we in a rant now? Let's move on. <laughs> So in these times of self-isolation, it's time to get more content for Wrestling Daft by signing up to our Patreon. Um, now, we've set up three tiers, which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com slash wrestling daft. Tier 1, Cruiserweight Champion, which is $4, that's about three quid a month. Knowing that, you get a patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all the episodes, full unedited version with all the nonsense in it, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you can vote on what you want to see featured in the list of wrestling daft. So a wee bit of interaction there, can you beat it? Tier 2, Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month. That's about 7 quid 70 You get everything in Tier 1, as well as a video version of this podcast every week. Bonus episode once a month. And that's always something different. It's always going to be something different. We mix that up. Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month. That's about 15 quid. Everything in the previous tiers, as well as free tickets to every live event once we're allowed to get out of self-isolation and actually do some live events. Come on! Demi shirt of a design of choice. You need to sign up for a minimum of three months to get that, but then you can have any t-shirt you want. Plus, you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks, which is a treat, I'm sure. So, if you fancy that, fancy becoming one of our patrons, sign up now at patreon.com slash wrestlingdaft as we would love to welcome you to the roster, my friend. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. 
No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You just made the list! It's time for the list of wrestling daft. Now, this week on our Patreon, we asked for you guys to vote on a list of wrestling daft. Remember, you can vote by signing up for $4 a month at patreon.com slash wrestling daft. Then you have control of the show. It's like, um, what, what was it called? Cyber Tuesday or something? Cyber Saturday? Do you remember the WWE yesterday? <laughs> was yeah, it yeah, yeah. Cyber Saturday, the events? Well, it was like when the internet first kind of was a thing and they were like, Cyber Saturday, you can vote. No, no. This week, it was between the best matches to happen outside the ring after back of the Boneyard match and all of that kind of stuff and the greatest moments in Scottish wrestling after back of Drew's win at Mania. And the votes are in. And winning with 78% of the vote, people wanted to do a list of the greatest moments in Scottish wrestling. So I'll tell you my top three. Easy peasy, right off right the top of my head. I'm really disappointed that Grado isn't here because there's going to be a lot of smoke blowing up his arse right now. Oh, he's missing this. He's missing this. I'm so delighted he's not here, actually, because the look on his face when he hears some of this would be a fucking... It would be too hard to bear. I couldn't <laughs> bear it seeing that big smile on his face. Um, no, so this is Grado. You're not here just now, but this is very much in tribute to you. This section, pal, we love you. Scotland loves you, mate. We love you. I love you. So my number three has got to be Grado beating Drew for the ICW Heavyweight Championship. Lightninger Town on the way back to the steel chair. Red Lightning brought out of the ring. There's no referee. Well, Dallas, this happens. This happens! This happens! Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner! And new! I can't believe what I'm hearing! I, I can't believe what I'm hearing! He's not an official referee! That's my number three. Number two for me is um, Grado. Uh, versus Red Lightning. Red Lightning versus Grado. I, I believe it was the... I'm pretty sure it was the Super Smoking Thunder Bowl, I think. The man has become a viral sensation. And right now, he puts Red in the corner. Big kick! Oh, Brock King! Look at the kick! He's going for the cover! What? Grado is the ICW champion! It was that first, when Grado first came in, got booked to ICW, then had that rivalry with Red Lightning, the one that was covered in the Vice documentary, uh, that was number two for me, was that match, that build up to that, because that was when it felt like the Scottish scene was taking fire, right? It was was gone on fire at that point, and I still believe Red Lightning is Grado's greatest enemy, man. You know what I mean? Red Lightning is Grado's greatest rival for me. And always will be. Um, there's been nobody. There's been nobody better. And my number one, mate. The number one for Scottish wrestling moments has got to be the epoch-shattering, uh, industry-altering <laughs> uh, 
underdog, like legacy wise, only people that know know how significant this event was. But it was an event, mate, called Kelvin Brawl. Hempel, you can piss off old Kiernan. You, you can piss off Shireen Nanjanani. But will you piss off Gradle? Will you, Nante? It's Friday night. Me and Rab Florence are going to take on you and Red Lichten. And I'm telling you, I'm going to leave you lying in that ring like a pile of shite. And I'm telling you, you're going to be looking up at the stars thinking to myself, what did I get myself into? What did I get myself into? And you'll be lying there thinking to yourself, Christ, my memory, my legacy... It's all going to be remembered up there with the lights of wee bunnies. It's your cell. Oh, out of here. It took place, it was the last night at the Kelvin Hall. It took place in there on the last night, and my God, the things that happened on that show. The bodies that were in that room. The bodies that were in that room. Um, can I remember that? If it was something like 1500, I think King was around about 1500, in that room, in a Kelvin Hall. Beautiful production, beautiful presentation. Big Wolfgang coming out on a motorbike. Old historic historic boxing weight champion, uh, historic boxing champion Jim Watt in the fucking ring, right after the after the Lionheart and a, a Noam Dar match. And Johnny Moss coming down as the Englishman, getting Jim Watt some abuse, man. Jim Watt just fucking putting Johnny Moss right in his ass, man, knocking him out with one punch. Incredible, the roof came off. Who booked this, by the way? Because I don't think there was the promotion that. was me. It was me and Greg. All right, yeah, all right, okay. That ran this show. However, <laughs> however, though, right? Let me put a bit of context in as well. There was there was beautiful stuff though. Was backstage to see all the the Scottish wrestling scene. Not all the Scottish wrestling scene, but a lot of the Scot- Scottish wrestling scene backstage uh, before that show. Mark Dallas there. Uh, so you had Dallas. You had kid fight there. They were helping out. You know, they're, they're guys who are running other promotions and they were helping out to put their show on, to make their show work, to make their show happen because they knew that the whole objective behind it was just to, just to try and get a live audience in to see, see a big show and see how good these wrestlers were. You know what I mean? How good these wrestlers were. Um, you know, and we had Nicky there, with Nicky Storm there, and we had uh, you know, Frankie Boyle turning up at the end and... Kaylee Ray and Coffee and so many, so many people involved that are new in the WWE and stuff like that. But it was just a beautiful night and also a high point for me in Scottish wrestling because it's not just about what people saw in the ring on that night. What it also is, is me and Greg were backstage at that show and the, the spirit between all the wrestlers and the common attitude that we all wanted something to do well, the kind of sense of... Um, the sense of kind of camaraderie and the sense of brotherhood and sisterhood behind just trying to put on a good show. No egos, no bullshit, no, you know, it was not, you always hear these stories in independent wrestling about rings, hiring rings and them all turning up and things getting sabotaged. It was smooth as butter because everybody was all working together to make it happen. And the reason why everybody was working together like that was because everybody knew, everybody involved knew that the Scottish wrestling scene was just ready to kick off. It was ready to kick off and had safe hunts with you know, W and, and PBW and BCW and all these promotions that were there. It was just ready to go and it was a great, it was the best. It was the best and also I'm brilliant and also I'm the best and I'm brilliant. But Rab, why, like, it's always interesting to me because you and Greg put on this show, right? Why mm-hmm. did you, did you, were you just pissed one night and decide, do you know what, it's Kelvin Bro, the Kelvin Hall's coming to an end. Why just put on a wrestling show? What made, what brought this all together? I know we're going to do a show on this but I'm really intrigued to what brought this whole thing to life. It was, part, it was partly, John, that we... It was partly that we went, 
wouldn't it be brilliant to just do like a couple of marks? Wouldn't it be brilliant to just put on a wrestling show, right? It was partly that, but it was also it was also genuinely like, let's see if we can try and do if we can try and do a big show. We kind of started a wee bit smaller with Orin War when we had that first show and we had it up Orin War, but and it was nice and it was a bit different. We thought, let's see if we can try and bring an audience that wouldn't ordinarily watch wrestling and they watch your wrestling. That was the whole idea. We had no doubt in our minds that left if we if we didn't get involved at all that things were going to happen anyway but we just kind of thought let's see if we can kind of help out a wee bit just make you know get a wee get a wee honor and and see if we can bring some of our audiences in to watch it as well and just try and get it moving a wee bit quicker yeah. that was the whole priority and i remember at the time i was remember saying to people like so are you going to be running a promotion now you're going to do a promotion are you going to like keep going and run more shows and we were like no we're just going to do We'll do a couple of shows, or we'll do a few shows, um, and we'll do that, and then we'll walk away because we didn't need to do it. We didn't because everything was all there. We, we'd have been the biggest assholes in the world if we'd been like, right, we're just going to run a promotion now. Yeah. When guys like Dallas and all that had already done so much fucking work, you know what I mean? Um, so it was really just about you know, let's just have a set. It was always like a celebration. Let's just have a celebration of how good all these people are. And I tell you, it's been said before, but. Um, the match at Orin War with uh, Lionheart and Noam Dar was just unbelievable. You know, what I yeah, mean? I've heard loads of people talking about that. An unbelievable match. Um, um, anyway, have, let, you ever, have you ever been tempted just before we move on to this? Have you ever been tempted, you and Greg, to do something again? Because I mean, it was such. I mean, obviously the two shows that you put on were such a success. Or has the IC obviously the rise of ICW kind of you just sort of backed off as a result of that? I think me and Greg, me and Greg have always kind of low-key thought to ourselves it would be nice to do a, a third one a decider Aye. at some point it would be nice to do it would be nice to do again at some point but the time you know it's like you say everything's everything's running well and all that there's no need for any of that at the minute um you know absolutely no but it's just it was it was a great time let's see what the punters think hazy <laughs> Says, I'm not saying this just for a mention, but the Orin <laughs> War has to be mentioned. I mind talking to Wolfgang at some point that night or at a later ICW show, and both agreeing it'll probably not get any better than this. Uh, Jamie Murray says, Joe Coffey versus Chris Hero or Tommaso Ciampa at Discovery Wrestling must be high up on the list. I didn't realise um, that Coffey fought Ciampa. Ah, oh, Discovery Wrestling, yeah, 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 yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah, it's I wonder if that's online to watch. I think Ciampa, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll check that one out. I didn't actually realise that happened. Cool. Old man Jim says Grado finally getting booked for ICW back in 2012 and kickstarting his career. Yes, great time. Scottish Wrestling Network says Drew's return to ICW in 2014 following WWE release, and that really was he did so well when he came back to ICW, man. Sandy says Grado winning the ICW World Title with the SECC, man number three. Never heard a louder pop in my life. Dale McKinnon, Yokozuna after wrestling at the Magnum. He was sitting signing autographs and this wee guy sprinted up to the front and shouted, holy fuck, he's only sitting on one chair. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Stephen Bradley says, ICW getting over 6,000 at the Hydro, which is just an incredible achievement. Finn Balor getting announced, fear and loading commissioner in the Good Housekeeping series with Wolfgang and Liam Thompson. Very proud. That I was uh, I was involved. Well, you were in involved final. in that, obviously. I was involved yeah. in the final match. Now, Matthew Allen, ICW's first show at the Hydro was such a big moment, made everybody around the world aware of how good the Scottish wrestling scene is. Hundred percent. 
Westy says, one for me was Lionheart's matches in ICW, him taking the Styles clash with Jackie Polo at Shugs and kicking it at one. That that was, <laughs> you know, that was that was incredible because obviously with that was uh, Adrian's injury and stuff like that, and to actually take that again must honestly must have taken some guts from. And kicking it at one as well, just Aye, David Fle- David Fleming. Although it happened in Wales, Triple H turning up at ICW. See, I would never choose that. As a high point in Scottish wrestling, I've got mixed feelings about that. I know what you're feeling. Bronze Cello then seen, f- Bronze Cello then seen Fight Club documentary for the BBC. Yep, indeed. And the first gathering, oh, the gathering. Let's not forget the gathering. Let's not forget the gathering. It was great to see Scottish wrestling drawing a thousand plus. Some of the names in that card went on to much bigger things. That was a very, very big show. Um, the gathering that was I think I was primarily SWA Peter Murphy that were behind uh, behind the gathering Jim Devaney the time at the Linwood Tweedy Hall when Big John Tenta shot himself in the ring <laughs> he clearly went for a wee tactical fart and misjudged the follow through velocity I was front row and the smell was howling <laughs> Big John Tenta sadly passed away now for me, it's Gredo versus Drew at the SECC. Everything about that match was great. For 4,000 people singing like a prayer to Foley coming out and Gredo winning the belt in atmosphere, I will never forget. Now, this I is the point can't believe he's not here. where I would ask Gredo about that SEC moment and talk us through that match. But you know what, mate? I feel as if I've fucking heard. We've all heard it. We've all heard it. I feel as if I've talked, to, talked about him. I mean, he's, it's not even I've asked him about it. He'll just tell you. He'll just be talking about something else and he'll go, did I tell you about that time I won the title? at SEC <laughs> now you can go wrestling daft by sporting your very own wrestling daft t-shirt that's right it's a wee merch section here you can get your t-shirts at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft no backslashes on there you'll find designs such as I'm a mark I'm a take a bump for you chips cheese and donor meat and of course Margaret 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 Fiend. And big news, you can now get your hands on our new t-shirt based on Gredo's encounter with Goldberg where he told them, I'm a wrestler too. And remember, take a picture so we can enter you into our Hall of Fame. If you get that t-shirt on, get a snap, send it to us, and we will raise you into glory. So check out our range of t-shirts and hoodies. Put the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at Wrestling Daft. <laughs> Let's welcome back to the show now a man who recently made his return to ICW by saving Gredo himself. He is one half of Scotland's greatest tag team and is a champion of self-isolation. Just check out his TikTok for proof of that. It's Davey Blaze. How you doing, mate? No bad, guys. How are you? You alright? I am. I'm good. I'm good. How you? How you finding this lockdown life, mate? How's how does a pro, what does a pro wrestler day in this lockdown life? What does he do? How does he fill his days? Well, I don't know about any other pro wrestler, but Davy Blaze, right? Um, I wake up with my scratcher. Right. Uh, I just take a look at my window, inhale breath like fresh air, and I go right. Let's start the day. Montage music. Eye of the tiger. Smile a couple of raw eggs. Fucking smash a bottle of buckyhead. No, and I don't. I only do it right after five o'clock. Um, but sometimes I make my mandala like a cup of tea and that, maybe a bureau and sausage, maybe egg, kind of hard yolk, whatever she wants. What maybe a nice boy. It. Hold on, what a nice boy. You're doing that. You're <laughs> I hanging at other people first. <laughs> I know, I was out doing a garden today. So I was 
Aye, what were you doing? Were you doing moan? Were you moan? No, I was uh, strumming all the weeds away and uh, cleaning all that up. So strumming's, strumming's good fun, isn't it? I quite enjoy oh, it. Aye, I love it, man. Annoying when that wee wire breaks, though. Does that wee wire ever break? That's fucking oh, annoying. You know, the wire, the wire, the wire picked up a stone um, yesterday when I was doing it and smashed me right in the leg. Rattled it right against your shin. Rattled oh, it fucking happens all the time. I nearly, I nearly done a fucking 100 metre toss for the hangman. Aye, so this is your uh, this, this is one of the best gardening podcasts you can listen to here. Talking about oh, it's amazing. Strumming injuries. I was in the garden yesterday, David. Let me just say we'll continue on this theme. I was in the garden yesterday and I was breaking up a wooden pallet, right? Pallet! I shut up, John. Right, a wooden pallet. <laughs> right, okay. Right, aye, very funny. I was breaking up a wooden pallet and I, I was talking to my, my real assy. And I took a step backwards and stood right on a rusty nail. Oh. Right through my shoe, right? right into my foot. So I was like, oh no, man. Well, I had to go and get a tetanus jag this morning. So I had to go and get a tetanus injection. And I was like, obviously, because I was like, you know, I've been trying really carefully not to be going out or going anywhere where I could get the virus. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, man, no, I need to go in and get a jag. Um, but I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm That's surviving. Good. surviving. I'm, glad, really well. I'm glad to hear so that. You, you've started TikTok, haven't you? You've started TikTok. Aye, I'm the man. Right, so explain to me, right, just imagine I'm, I'm a, imagine I'm like 42 years old, right, an old guy, right, right. and I don't, I don't really get what TikTok is, right, what, what is TikTok, just explain it, explain it to me, let me hear that. So, right da, this is TikTok, right? Hey, you don't so need to take it that far, don't need to even call me da, <laughs> let's know. So but what is it, what is it? So basically TikTok, um, Obviously, it's an app, right? But it's an app that's literally like revolutionised the, the 21st century. It's it's too tough, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, what you do, you create this app and then you go into it. And then you've got the option to kind of watch everybody else's video. And it's like, they do challenges. So it's like dance challenges or you mime somebody's voice. Or mm-hmm. it's like, you do like singing challenges and all that, push. David, tell me, tell me honestly, how often are you getting the body out in these uh, TikTok videos? Every single time, mate. Every <laughs> peck popping, mate. Peck popping. I'm out here. Throw a berry off that. Throw a berry in. <laughs> <laughs> because you have been, uh, you've been hitting the gym big time. Well, obviously, before the pandemic came in Aye. big time, you've been you've been hitting that gym. You've been you've been in the best shape I've I've seen you. In. Mate, I've been the best shape I've seen myself in. Honestly, mm. aye. Uh, I was trying to tweak Big Terry Crews the other day. I was like, all right, big man. I was like, I'd be drinking that. Just trying to do that my titties and just, <laughs> I just get patched. <laughs> <laughs> but how's that, how's that been for you, though? I mean, because is, is it Big Wolfgang's gym you've been going in there, isn't it? That's right, aye. Aye, that's right. It's, it's been brilliant because it's me, Wolfgang, obviously, uh, Molly Spartan, uh, BT Gun, Steve Xavier, Keely Ray, it's like we're all training in there together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it's good because you're all pushing each other and everybody's doing like we do like different kind of circuit exercises and um, we keep each other going and stuff like that. So Aye. it's good, it's good. And every single one of these is like all improved uh, in physique and like, phys- uh, like in stamina and endurance and stuff like that. So it's good, it's, it's, it's going well. What kind of training does a wrestler do? Does it, does it, does it, does it like, so let's say me, right? I've started going. Right, I, I can't just spend this whole fucking lockdown eating chocolate and drinking wine and eating fucking macaroni <laughs> cheese and all that, right? I need to, and then the exercise. So I was like, I need to get some stuff and I get a pull-up bar full of hoose 
snoring at and get just get some stuff to do some exercise, right? But that's just me thinking I want to get kind of just you know stoke myself if I can just go on right off the cliff, right? Aye. But what does what does a wrestler need today? What is you what what kind of what's your focus when you're training? Are you focusing more for things like endurance and stamina, or are you are you focusing on look? Well, mainly, mainly like what what wrestlers mainly focus on is core strength. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your your core, your balance. Um, <clears throat> so it's like what we would usually do is like we would focus on like kind of like kettlebell workouts, um, like free weight, like Aye. free weights, right, or body weight workouts. Um, if you're going to work on your core, and you want to like kind of tone up. Build up your like the strength and your muscles and tone up and stuff like that. Then we use like a deck of cards, right. and then basically each suit on the deck of cards, you basically you decide right. I've got four workouts here, four suits, and then you basically you turn the card there and whatever one it lands on, see like it's like ten hearts. So you would do like ten ten press ups, right? Uh, clubs, right. So if, I, so if I'm doing it that way, I'm going, oh, he's a two, he's a fucking two, man. Every time, oh, it's a two, you're a dancer, it's a two, it's another two. It sounds like a nightmare. So, so there's going to be people out there, Davey, listening to us, I would imagine, in our right, who here's me, I'm visualizing what our audience looks like, right? And I'm thinking they're probably the majority of them are guys, right? There's probably a, a fair proportion of women that listen as well, right? That's all right, probably, yeah. so, but they're. <laughs> So this is their favorite. This is their favorite episode. They're probably all out of shape, mate. Right? They're probably all kind of going for out of shape to really fat, right? So quite an ugly, grotesque audience. I imagine we've got right, really some neck. I would describe them as some neck the audience, right? No, no. Let's imagine they've got knee uh, exercise equipment in their house, right? And they want to come out of this lockdown in good shape, right? And in, in shape where they could start a TikTok and all that and deal with the hang right? right? <clears throat> what what kind of advice would you have for them for like exercises that they could date in the house that doesn't involve any special equipment? You know what I mean? Be any advice would, for them? I would basically <clears throat> I would say look, get up off the couch, kick it right up fucking against the wall, put it on fucking YouTube. Make sure you're in like hot pants or a, a pair of spandex or your noise knickers, wear them back to front so it tickles your boys when you're doing it. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, stick on uh, the village people, macho man, and then start doing like the kind of, hey, just fucking sweat, sweat it right out, mate. Sweat it out. Get your knees up. Get your knees up. That wasn't I, the advice I expected. To be honest, <clears throat> I expected you were going to like, well, here's what you could do. You could do, you get yourself done, you do 10 push. Push-ups, he did. Then move on to uh, move on to some squats. Move. I wasn't expecting fucking village people. Oh, or I could just come up to the house and get a right good seat, eh? making sure they're doing it properly. <laughs> this is oh. a, 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 a sense that everybody's going a bit fucking stuff crazy with this. Oh, I know, quarantine carry on. So you must be gagging to get back into the ring, mate, because obviously you you had your big comeback. You were back in business, you were wrestling again, and then, fuck's sake, a global pandemic happens, everything shuts down. You must be desperate to get back in. I am gun. I'm gun. Honestly, I'm choking. See, see when this pandemic's earned in me. Mm-hmm. See whoever I'm in the ring, me. God to help them. God, honestly, mercy have on their soul. 
they're getting leathered, absolutely leathered. And Honestly. who do you, who would you who would you like who would you like in that ring with you when you come back? What would be your dream? What's your dream first match? And I mean, let be realistic here though. I don't want you hitting out with like the Ultimate Warrior, right? I'm not kind of that kind of dream. <laughs> no kind of like deep guys, not it. Like uh, somebody on the scene, somebody on the scene who would be your dream return match. I'd probably say Big Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Aye. When was the last time you worked Wolfgang? gang? I must think maybe the Belladrome. The last so, time I worked Wolfie. So uh, when was BBW. that? Must have been maybe last last year. Last maybe last year. year. Aye, right. because obviously after that it was like, um, WD, like things were kicking off for him with like WWE and everything else and, like, and other companies. We weren't like, we weren't like you know, wrestling each other because and other companies like we were doing like kind of different things, like storylines and stuff like that. So I'd probably say the better What's been the general? What's been the general vibe like? Have he's been? I mean, you must have been talking to other wrestlers and all that. What's everybody kind of thinking about this carry on? What's what's the what's the general vibe? Are people people on a downer? Are people being reasonably positive about it? What's what's the feeling but you're getting? All the all the people that obviously that I speak to in wrestling about it, they are kind of understanding. And mm. they they obviously know what kind of right we should be doing this and blah blah blah. And if everybody follows the rules and does what they're meant to be doing, then hopefully it should kind of calm down. So, but there's a lot of talk in there. There's talk in there that <clears throat> these kind of events, events with big audiences and stuff like that, might not be back until next year. It's like Aye. there's a lot of talk about how it might be done for the rest of the year. So, what are your what, what's your plans like? Well, how are you going to how are you going to keep yourself occupied? Is it going to be a challenge to keep yourself fit and ready to wrestle do you think if, if the layoff becomes that long I would probably say <clears throat> as long as you're because I've, I've got a bike right and obviously you can you can mm. go for a jog so obviously if you've got an area right and you've like a mat or like on the carpet even if you know if you keep up like kind of practicing like your roles like feeding up, like feeding up right to the right, like just your generic stuff that you're learning training, aye. right? I'd probably say like, <clears throat> if it gets to that point, then I you're going to need to like kind of just keep going and like keep doing your rolls and stuff, keep like going around cycle to keep up your cardio, and then when it becomes time when you get back into the ring, like every other thing, like kind of running the ropes and all the other stuff, it's just like basically you're not going to forget that. But you just don't want to become aye, aye. rusty with other things. So it's just about this people using another... thing, isn't it. This is the interesting thing because you hear about wrestlers <clears throat> who have, let's say, they have a year out because of injury or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they come back and they all say every single wrestler says that ring rust is a real thing. You know what I mean? Aye. If you have that, if you have that time off, we're facing a scenario here where for a lot of people, for a lot of wrestlers out there, they're all going to be coming back at the same time once these measures relax. So you're going to see full promotions that are dealing with ring rust, if you know what I mean. So I suppose it's going to take a wee bit of time for everybody to get back up taking a, you know, a hundred percent. Aye. I know, I know fucking like a hundred percent for myself. Maybe I've got a few others, like the minute it's all right to go into like kind of the training skills, for instance, and like mm-hmm. be back around people again. Like and I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to go down to like GPWA and I'm going to get in the ring be one of the boys or one of the lasses and run the ropes and do like kind of do like 
drills and stuff, do you know what I mean? Just to kind of get back on and get back into the motion and like, just make sure that I've not got anything rust myself. So I, I'll be doing that for certain. I think there's any wrestlers out there who, <clears throat> let's say there is a year, but I think, there's, think we might lose any wrestlers, by which I mean, I think there might be any wrestlers who kind of, they take a year off and they're no doing it and then they kind of don't come back. You know what I mean? They don't. They maybe lose that wee bit of shape and a wee bit of training and maybe think, mm, I'm not going to get back into the game now. I maybe just get a bye. I would probably say, like, I'm not being bad, but I'd, I'd probably say the sort of wrestlers that might do that is the ones that are kind of low, let's say like kind of no name value or anything and they're not on shows. <clears throat> so it's like with this pandemic happening now, with them already not being on enough shows as it is, with this maybe continuing for a year, mm-hmm. I think people at that kind of stage and maybe like some trainees would be like going, do you know what? I don't know when this is going to go back. There's no really any like, point in doing it. Then, Aye, I'll, I'll move on. I, but I think the the guys like that are well established, like higher level, uh, yeah. like pros. Uh, I'd probably say like maybe they would like can I like, still go? Like, it's only a year. What the fuck's yeah. a year? Do you know what I mean? And boom, uh, like, you'd be back before you know it. How would you feel about like let's say it ends up? It's looking like it's a scenario where there isn't going to be any live events for, um, you know, for a while, for a year or something. And ICW, let's say, right? I'm just talk, com- completely yep. talking just off the top of my head here. But ICW, for example, says, look, well, for ICW On Demand, we want to do some shows that are behind closed doors with no audience. Would you Would you be into <clears> that? Would that be a weird experience? 100%. Absolutely. Um, like, because at the end of the day, you're a you're a wrestler, so it's like that's your job. And to me, it's like I could wrestle with my mates on a camera in front of a, a crowd. Hardly any buddy in the crowd or tail it in any crowd whatsoever, because it's I, I'm the one it for the wrong reasons. I, I can I love it. Do you know what I mean? So it would ne it would matter a difference to me. Plus, I'm I'm there to do a job. Um, but I, I I think it would be like great to learn uh, how to work and how to entertain and like, feel that like, kind of feel I'm trying to think how to word that like, what it's like just that uh, audience feedback aye, just uh, aye. aye do you know what I mean like just kind of deal and learn how to like, kind of work in that environment I think it would be like, a great kind of experience do you know what I mean so it would be if if I know that because I've, I've been talking to Dallas and stuff, <clears throat> and um, Dallas is like he's gonna do like some new content for on demand. Mm. Um, but it's like basically like, like total recalls and stuff like that and everything else. But as as far as like can I go in and like wrestling in empty venues, I I think it could be like a possibility. Uh, I'm again I'm just like, talking the same as yourself. It, it, it could eventually like, end up with like, a possibility. It, like, something like that could maybe happen. Uh, if, if this continues to go any longer. Um, but I only think they would do it if, if obviously, if it was going to be profitable, like, if it was going to like, make money Aye. on demand, do you know what I mean? Because obviously, again, like you're going to be wrestling like, in, in like, an empty venue, um, still like, continuing storylines and like, putting on matches. So um, I'm pretty sure it would, like, if, if it was to happen, I'm pretty sure that it, it would like, kind of do well on, on demand. And mm. I think... I, Everybody would like kind of stand behind the company and 
Like I, agree, I, give the, I give the fans a chance to support the company. Aye, aye. Um, what, what, what do you think is going to happen on the storyline front as well? See if there is a big layoff, right? If there's a big gap, what do you think? Ha- <laughs> what, what, what should a wrestling promotion do storyline wise? Do you think a wrestling promotion should just like continue for where it left off, or do you think it's, it's a better idea to kind of acknowledge there's been a big gap and maybe take that opportunity to be a kind of relaunch or a you know because there's probably no been let take ICW for example there's probably no been for a long time with ICW um, a period where there's been a big layoff of matches and storylines yep. and stuff like that so what, I mean what would you do let's gain you the book what would you do would you want to continue the storylines that were already running or would you go well here's an opportunity to kind of step back and go right how do we set ourselves up going forward maybe a kind of new like a, a new direction I would be I would be fifty fifty with it. I would I would look at what we had running before the before like we kinda this whole situation happened. And I would look at the, mm-hmm. the storylines that it was like very big storylines. So like storylines that people that are still invested in and I would look at others and then go, right, this is the storylines that people let well let in and like, just phase it in and out right. right. So I would go We'll still keep the important ones that everybody's still tuned in and still wanting to see. We'll still keep them going. And basically, we'll, we'll work into promos like the, the minute we're back and we're ready to go again, uh, back running like, in full shows in front of crowds. We'll, like, we'll do promos and we'll kick it off there. The other ones that they're not really too fussed about are not like, hardly interested about. Aye. There's no point in keeping, to me, is like, I wouldn't want to keep the day wrestlers going if they wanted to do something else. I'd be like, right, let's run you into like another angle. Aye, let's aye, do aye. something else. Do you know what I mean? And it keeps everything fresh. So it might be a wee <coughs> chance to kind of let things that maybe weren't working out, let them slide a wee bit aye. and kind of turn away from it. Do you think there might be some wrestlers that think as well, right, if, I'm, if, if I've been out the public eye for a year, maybe this is a chance for me to change my, my gimmick or change my style of working or change my look. Do you think you might see a wee bit of that as well? Aye, possibly. Um, aye, you probably could. Aye. Because um, this is this is like the kind of times where you bid. Because you've got nothing really else to do, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So you, you would sit there and like, use your initiative. Think how to like, kind of better yourself. How to like, kind of come up with like, a better gimmick, a better character. And, Work on promos and like watch all matches and try and come up with like a better uh, like a move set or something that you would do like in like a spot like a running spot for your 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 stuff. So it's like there's a lot of homework that like, everybody could be doing, including myself, um, during this moment in time. Absolutely, it's interesting isn't it? because it's really it's really weird because obviously normally in wrestling you have things like you know Triple H gets an injury and then he's out for like six to eight months or something then you always have fans kind of anticipating right when is he coming back and what is he going to be like when he comes back and now you've got like this situation where there's loads of people are going to be away for ages you know what i mean it's just it's just so it's just weird man the whole thing's weird that's what i'm saying the whole thing yeah, is I'm, mental i'm waiting on a sort of single fucking showing up in george square at a big disco ball and it's good just it fucking ready to cause it aye i wouldn't even like, be surprised <laughs> right so how can Women listening to us out there, right, are going to want to know where the best places to find Davy Blaze is. So where should they follow you? They follow you on. They should follow you on Twitter, right? Now is the time to hit all your social media account stuff, your TikTok name, and that, so everybody can find so, you. So where do we find you? So, so ladies, right, if you're good looking and you're air a five, right, 
you go into fucking TikTok, ladies, right? And you go, at David Coyle 57, and you'll find me there, I'll be like, at Chip Chip Wild, right? You head there to Twitter, right? And you go, at David Blaze UK, and you'll see me going, yeah, bounce a berry right off that fucking bad boy. And if you want the personal details, Facebook, right? And you go, David Coyle, you send me a DM with your number, a wee fucking hanky. I go at my baby, and I go, right, boof, there's my dress, up the road. Cheesy pasta, gub it right in your mouth, right into the manger. Have a fucking, a wee, a wee nun, a wee sherry. <laughs> Amazing promo. That's oh, going to be mate. used, that promo is going to be up there with all the Dusty Roads promos. Mate, I'll be showing in the performance center, mate, like, this is what you did. It will be. <laughs> David, I've got, I've got to, I've got to ask you oh. as well, because you are the social isolation champion, as yeah. I've seen in TikTok. What is the crack with Davy's Kitchen Nightmares, which I've seen Facebook Live? Davy's Kitchen Nightmares that's been advertised on the garage yes. page. What, yes. what is this all about? So basically, um, Davy's Kitchen Nightmares, right? Um, <laughs> I done these fucking live Facebook things. And the other one that I done was like a karaoke one, and I called it Davy's Eighties Mega Mix Karaoke Night. Right? <laughs> I'll be I'll be bringing that one back as well. <laughs> but um, Davy's Kitchen Nightmares. So I brought that back last Thursday there. Um, Thursday night, half seven. Booth made cheesy pasta. Right? Fucking cunts lost their shit for it, mate. Honestly, the world stood still. Right? And um, the garage obviously lost their shit for it as well. And uh, I I got a message off one of the managers, and he's like, mate, Booth. We all love Davy's Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, boy, blows the socks right off his. He's like, do you want to take care of the Facebook and come on and do it live on Sunday night? I was like, big man, this is a, does this taste look bothered? I was like, ah, boof, I'm coming on. Give your details. So this Sunday, 7 o'clock, the Gary's Facebook Live, Davy's Kitchen Nightmares is kicking off, and I'm going to make an absolute belting dish. Honestly, belting. Can you give us a preview of what you're, what you're going to concoct? Uh, what are you going to uh, make? What are you going to make? Uh, a bit of fucking uh, French toast, feeling parents at the top, mate, mate. Maybe a fucking side of salad at the side, you know I mean? Just to keep the carbs in. <coughs> a, a bit of fucking maybe, French toast. Maybe. You should re- you should release a cookbook, man. <laughs> you should release a cookbook where when you turn to the recipes, that's what they're all called, things like that. A bit of fucking French toast. Some Aye. fucking cheesy <laughs> pasta. <laughs> an omelette. <laughs> Aye, a fucking omelette. <laughs> I'll call it, I'll call it simply fuck get it done <laughs> <laughs> brilliant man listen Davey thanks so much for coming on we'll get you back I think is Davey our first person to come on twice no that was Sha well, I've had Sha on twice but Davey's the second one aye Davey you're the same uh, guy come on twice you'll be coming on again don't worry about that I'm a fucking trailblazer mate no cheers for having me guys mate, cheers for right. having me it's nice to talk to you as well Davey you stay safe right you two guys, all right? Love you. safe, man. Right, Cheers, catch Davey. you later. See you later, Davey. Thank you. Peace later on. It's now time for your chance to win a crate of beer 52 in our match of the week. And in these days where it's, you know, it's hard to come by some beer, and you have to go to the supermarket, you have to wear a mask, put a wee gloves on, or that. you have to stand two metres away from people. Everybody's maybe smiling, everybody's on a downer, and all that, right? But you can have the beer coming straight to your door. We pick a classic wrestling match to watch, and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Last week, we chose the backlot brawl between Goldust and Roddy Piper and asked you to give the Reggie play to the car involved and it was LFGR694. You might have won if you got that right. Right now it's time for another match. Now, I want to take you back 
to the 3rd of September. Oh, hold on, hold on. It might not be the 3rd of September, it might actually be the 9th of March. I think it's the 9th of March, 1998, right? And it was Kurt Hennig versus Ric Flair. Two of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Love Mr. Perfect, right? Kurt Hennig versus Ric Flair, and it was on a, a WCW Nitro show. Tell me this. Here's the question you need to answer. Who turns up at the end of this match? Who turns up at the end of this match? Big moment, big moment. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't really eventually pan out as, as the months go by and the way you'd hope, but it's a big moment at the time. Everybody who gets the right answer will go into the draw to win a crate of Beer 52. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. So anyway, John, what's your, what's your plans for uh, the, re- the rest of the um, wrestling week? Are you going to be watching any more shows, catching up with any more stuff? I'm going to be watching the uh, Stone Cold's interview with Ric Flair, for sure. Definitely, you'll, you'll really enjoy that. I spe- he starts greeting and everything. Oh, it's, of course he does. Ric Flair's greeting every two minutes. Aye, that's true. Uh, but no, it's, it's really it's really good. It's really good. But in terms of the wrestling week, I think I'll be... I, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. I've been catching up on a lot of stuff on, on the network, which is brilliant. Me, what am I going to? I'm going to watch that Ric Flair documentary, and I'm going to dig out some of my old wrestling games. I'm in the mood for a, a go a virtual pro wrestling two on the N64 again, and and I'm in the mood for a game of King of Coliseum on the PS2, and a wee bit of Fire Pro Wrestling D on the Dreamcast. So I'm going to dig out some of my old wrestling games. We should talk about that one episode. The punters at home, let us know if you would like. Uh, us today a wee bit of a special on wrestling computer games because I would quite like to talk about my vast collection of wrestling games uh, and I'm talking about things like Japanese Super Famicom games oh. uh, about fucking obscure Japanese wee indie wrestling promotions <laughs> and all that right I've got a lot brilliant, brilliant. and of course you have your own uh, tech, uh, YouTube channel as well Consolvania as well you might as well, well I, that rap. I, Consol- and, and, and if anybody is into the computer game stuff I do a show called Consylvania. I've done it for many, many years now. And you can uh, catch us on YouTube. Just search for Consylvania, C-O-N-S-O-L-E-V-A-N-I-A. You can get us on Twitch, twitch.com forward slash Consylvania, nay backslashes. Uh, and you can also support us on Patreon as well. That's that's my regular job. That's my, uh, my, my day-to-day job, mate, Consylvania. So, exactly. uh, so with that said, John, I'm going to fire enough and out and play some computer games uh, and I'm going to let you just get back to whatever whatever it is that your life is in front of me have a picture <laughs> of the Mean Street Posse yeah. right, th- thanks mate and uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe do that all on Apple and get signed up to the Patreon as Rob says patreon.com forward slash wrestling <clears throat> see if you had a tele show John what would be your catchphrase if, if, if you had a comedy right, so, if you had a tele show uh, you've got up the road Grado's got it's yourself what would be my catchphrase See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. See ya, John. Wouldn't want to be ya. (laughs) With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.